Today's daf is daf Yudtes and Mesech is Yavamis. And we are up to Vechitema. This is the fourth line from the top of Yudtes Amar Aleph. Now before we begin learning, let's remind ourselves, take just a minute or so, to remind ourselves of what we learned in the Mishnah and what topic we're going through because it's going to continue throughout today's blood. If we look back at the Mishnah on Yudches Amud Beis, right in the middle of the Amud, the Mishnah brought down a fascinating machlokas about a situation of a person who was born after his brother died. Okay, so this is the Eishes Ach Rabbi Shimon said that if you have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, Shimon dies, leaving his widow to Reuven. Okay. And then Reuven dies, but Levi's already born by the time Reuven dies. So Reb Shimon was lenient, and Reb Shimon said that Levi could do Yibum on any of Reuven's wives, or he could do Yibum, or he could do Chalitza. He could do Yibum on either wife, or do Chalitza. That was the opinion of Reb Shimon. What we ended off on the top of today's daf is asking a question and that is, we proved that Reb Shimon actually is in doubt as to what a Zika bond does. What exactly does a Zika bond do? Reb Shimon on the bottom of Yurcha Samad Beis and Yurtas of Amar Aleph was mesupik. He was in doubt as to whether Yesh Zika and exactly how far that goes, even when there's mimer, right? Even when one brother uh, gives her money to set it up. And the Gemara is asking a question, well, well the, the, uh, we need to make up our minds. Is Rav Shimon certain about the Zika bond, or is he uncertain about the Zika bond? And now we're going to get up to Vechitema. We're going to forewarn a potential answer to this confusion. So here we go. Vechitema, if you're going to say, that really, Rav Shimon holds the Miyav Machadah. That one yibum, you should do yibum on one, umefter achada, and once do yibum on one, the other one doesn't even need chalitza. Now, in order to say that, it must be that you must have midairaisa uh, dika zika. Okay? And even though they're both coming from, in order for them to both have zika and say do yibum on one, which, which the other one automatically patters, it means they're both coming from the same brother. They're both coming from Reuven. Let's explain. Let's explain. Shimon died. Reuven did mimer on Shimon's wife. Besides for Reuven's regular wife, he did mimer on Shimon's wife. And now Reuven dies and Levi's born by that time. So there's two women falling to Reuven. One is the regular wife of, uh, there's, two, there's two women falling to Levi. One is the regular wife of Reuven. And the other one is the widow of Shimon that Reuven did mimer to. Now, if you're going to tell me, do Yibum on the regular wife and the other one you, uh, is you don't need to do anything, that means that we're viewing both women as if they're both falling from Reuven's house. Because when you, one man has two wives and you do Yibum on one, the other one just goes free. If you're telling me that's what's happening with these two women, that means that Mimer, Reuven's Mimer on this, on, the, on, on Shimon's widow, made her. Now part of Reuven's house, now that Reuven kicks the bucket, you have two women call, falling to Levi from the same marriage, we'll call it. And that's why, do Yibam on one, the other one goes out. Umid Rabban I. So why are we not allowing Yibam? Umid for the Rabbana made a decree, you're not allowed to do it. Okay, because of the, because of the uh, confusion. And Lamaisa, she's coming from Shimon's house. You have to view them like they're coming from two separate marriages. And like we learned yesterday, if you have a woman falling to you from two different marriages, there's no yibum. They're going to make a decree. Maybe people are going to say, You have two yibamas coming from two different homes. So one of them you do yibam, the other one you don't got to do anything. This is And the reason for but you're going to tell me the whole reason why um, 
why uh, Reb Shimon is in doubt is because of Mimer? Is that what you're going to say? Detanya, now, why would I think that Reb Shimon is going to be in doubt as to Ruvain's Mimer on Shimon's widow? If Ruvain's Mimer on Shimon's wife is considered a valid Mimer, so now when Levi does Yibum on this widow who also has a Mimer, guess what? He's being me. He's having uh, relations. He's being bio Sheni, which is somebody who's considered just Reuven's wife, a regular yibum, and that would be allowed. However, or do we say the Sheni and the Maimer? But if the Maimer of Reuven didn't work, Ashes Rishon who bio, so then it's going to be a transgression to live with Shimon's widow. So again, we see that Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon's halacha is is. Uh, coming about because he's unsure as to the status of Mimer itself. And therefore, we're back to our question. If the, if the uncertainty of Reb Shimon is about Mimer itself, so why is it that we said that without Mimer, if there wouldn't be Mimer, just having a Zika makes her the Yavam's wife? It's not true. You, you, it, you, there's no way you could tell me that Reb Shimon holds that just the Zika makes her a full-fledged wife, when he doesn't even know what the status is if Mimer was done on her. So get the kasha. To which the Gemara says, not necessarily. It's not necessarily a good question. Right, you understand the logic here? If, if we're not sure whether she's considered a full wife when Mimer's done, we certainly shouldn't be sure about when, when Mimer wasn't done, whether she's a full-fledged wife. There's much less reason to consider her a full-fledged wife when Mimer was not done, when you only had a Zika. From the word Shinoi, isn't there a difference, okay? Don't you make a difference between a Zika that's coming from one Yavam or two Yavamim? Doma, maybe, ki amar Reb Shimon zika kiknusa damia avobiyavamecha, avobishnei avamalai. Maybe, where does Reb Shimon say that a yesh zika makes her like a wife? That's when there's one yavam. But by two, but when she has an option of which yavam to connect herself to, maybe we'll say that uh, she's not considered his full-fledged wife. Now let's go back to the logic we learned yesterday. This is very Svaradik. This has, this is, this is basic. You have a man dies with two brothers. He dies childless as two brothers. He's got his wife. Which one would there be Zika to? Maybe none. Maybe the only time we say there's a bond that automatically exists, like a full-fledged marriage, is if there's one brother, because there's no other options. So one guy dies childless. He has one brother. Okay, boom, the two of you are bound together. There's Zika. But if you had two brothers, which one's going to latch on to? And therefore, Reb Shimon says, oh, in such a case, that's where, uh, now that there's Levi, that, you know, that's where we now have a doubt. But you see from over here that there's not really a stira. We don't find a full-fledged, um, a, a full-fledged stira between the Mishnah and the Brisa. Says the Gemara, one second. Umi shani leila Reb Shimon. Does Reb Shimon hold there's taka zika by one yavam? But by two Yavamim, there's no Zika. Is Rav Shimon hold that there's a Chilik? Vahatanya, but we learned in the Brisa, Klal. Here's a rule. Amar Rav Shimon, that Rav Shimon told us. If Levi was born, okay, before Shimon's widow married Ruvain. Shimon dies childless, he leaves a widow, and then Levi's born. But Ruvain didn't yet do the Ibam. So, says Rav Shimon, a rule. If, if uh, Ruvain now dies, Levi doesn't do Ibam or Chalitza. But let's say if Ruvain married Shimon's widow and then Levi is born and then Ruvain dies childless, then the two wives of Ruvain are considered both Yavamas to Levi. None of them are considered Okay? Why? Because again, logic. What's the logic over here? By the time Levi was born, this woman 
who was originally Shimon's Yavama, was there still the name Yavama on her? No, she now she was already Reuven's full-fledged wife. And then Levi's born. So as far as Levi's concerned, ever since he's been walking planet Earth, this woman has been Reuven's wife, not Shimon's widow. And therefore, when Reuven dies, there's full-fledged Yiba Merchalitza. My love, B'yavam Echad. Aren't we dealing with where there was one Yavam, meaning Reuven was the only brother, Ukatani, and we still said, If Levi was born before he married her, still, there's going to be an upslug, it's going to disprove Rabbi Yishia's understanding. You see from over here that even when there is one brother, we're not going to say Yezik on the other brothers. Maybe originally there was Shimon, Reuven, and Yehuda. And then Reuven did the Yibum. Okay, that's when we say it depends when Levi was born. Says the Gemara, one second, What talk would be the halacha if let's say there would only be Reuven, Shimon, and Levi? Hachanami. Would you talk to say, either you do Chalitza, is that talk you're going to say because of a Zika band? One second, if that's true. Now that we said, if Levi's born once Reuven did the marriage on the Yavama, so then they're only falling to him from Reuven's marriage, and he could do even Rechalitza, lift like Vesibidida. Why don't we look at this case itself and try to prove it? And say, when do we say that Eishas Achav Shahiyabai Lamai? Could be take uh, could uh, do yibum or chalitza bishnei yavam. That's only by two yavam. I will be yavam echad echad. Let's say misyavemes, but by one you could do either one. Says the Gemara. No, kula bishnei yavam kamari. Maybe all of the the the, the all, all of the brises are dealing with two brothers. Okay, so you're dealing with two brothers again. Is there, so then you have no proof about yesh zika or ein zika by one brother. We're only we're only dealing with two brothers. So what's our only concern over here? When Levi was born. If he was born before Ruvay married the widow, so then she's considered still forbidden to him. She had a status of Yavama uh, even, even you know, uh, when he was born. But if Ruven had married her, then she's going to be permitted to him in Bibam Rechalitza. Ay, Velamai Klala. Says the Gemara, what do you mean that Klal Amar Reb Shimon? Right? What do you mean Klal? According to what we're saying, it seems to imply that there's only by two Yavamas. Okay? Not by one. Mimela, what you see from here is that if Levi would have been born before Reuven did the Yibum, then no matter what, she's permi- uh, she is forbidden to him, whether or not there was originally one brother or two brothers. Okay, Gavaldik, here we go. Period, new conversation. Ravaishia um, asked another challenging question. If you have a uh, situation where you have three brothers, two brothers are married to two sisters. So far, so good. Ruvain's married to Rachel, Shimon's married to Leah, um, Levi, we don't know yet. Okay? But Ruvain and Shimon are married to sisters. Or Reuven's married to the mother, Shimon's married to the daughter. Or Reuven's married to a grandmother, and Shimon's married to her granddaughter. Or Shimon's married to the mother, and or Reuven's married to the mother, and Shimon's married to the granddaughter through the son. Okay. And then they both die. So here we go. You now have two women falling to Levi that are that he, he can't do Yibam on both. So, In each situation, says the Mishnah, you cannot do Yibam on either one. Why? Rashi explains very simply, because the mother and daughter, or sister, or grandmother and granddaughter, all have Zika to Levi at the same time. So if he chooses to marry the mother, you can't do that because the daughter still has a zika to you at the time you're marrying the mother. Okay, see, each one is going to cancel out the other with a problem, and therefore we say, listen, you got to do chalitza on both. Reb Shimon, Paiter. But Reb Shimon says, you don't even need to do chalitza. 
you have two women falling to you, one's a grandmother, one's a granddaughter, or their sisters, or a mother and daughter, whatever, they, however they're related, says Reb Shimon, you don't need chalitza. Now think about this for a moment. According to this statement, this seems very clear, that he holds very strong, yesh zika is mamish like marriage level. Because if there's any, there's no way there could be any sort of bond. When I look at one, the other one is the granddaughter of my wife, or the grandmother of my wife, or the sister of my wife, or the other sister, right? It, it, for Shimon to say that no yibam, no chalitza, it must be that zika is so strong that it like makes like a full-fledged arayas. And that's why you don't even need to do chalitza. Now, these so that because of Reb Shimon Zika Knusa Dami, if you're going to say Reb Shimon holds that it's Mamish Kknusia Liavim Kamaisa, why don't we say Levi should do Yibum on the first one, Viti Potter Idach, and the other one is going to be Potter? Okay, again, because if you have sisters, so as soon as one dies, here's what the Gemara wants to chop and throw in: these brothers didn't die at the same second. They didn't die the same second. Let's say they died. Are you a week apart? Or they died a minute apart? As soon as one dies, the other one becomes the Yibam. And then when the second one dies a minute later, the second one should be the Zika, uh, an Arias of my Yavama. Okay? Amr of Amram, Sir Amram says, no. My Paiter Nami, what did we mean that Rav Shimon says? Paiter, Paiter Bishniya. Taka, he says that you do yibam on one, you do chalitza, uh, I'm sorry, you do yibam, you do yibam chalitza on one, and the other one is completely pater. Okay, I have a tanya of shimon pater b'shteim. It says both, no yibam no chalitza neither one. Amarava shniya shabezug zeh v'hashniya shabezug zeh. All he means is that if let's say there's two sisters, it's the second sister. If it was a mother and a, uh, a mother and a daughter, the daughter. If it was a granddaughter and a grandmother, the grandmother. Whichever one fell second. That's the one you're putter from. Says the Gemara. Um, says the Gemara. Katoi Rava Barbazuge. By the way, Rava is making a mistake by four Zugim. Okay? Rava is making a mistake uh, when it comes to four Zugim, when it comes to um, four different sets of people. All right. Now. What did Rava just try to say? Let's clarify. Rava just tried to explain that when does Rav Shimon say Paiter Bishtehem? He doesn't mean both of them. Shtehem means second. The second one. So whichever one falls to him, Shtehem means Shnir. Okay? Whichever one falls to him second, that's the one you're going to be Paiter on. Say tomorrow one second. Rava in Stamazai is making a mistake about the four cases that we mentioned. What were the four cases that we mentioned? Let's review it. Two sisters, mother-daughter, mother-grandmother and daughter's daughter, and grandmother and son's daughter. Okay? Those were the, the, those were the four cases of the Mishnah. Now, says the Gemara, in order for Rabbah to say Vashniya, he has to be misunderstanding this entire thing. Why? Chada, first of all, If you look at the words of the Mishnah, just go back a couple lines. The Mishnah says, Okay. So, first of all, it says that each case stands on its own. In other words, it's not that you had two brothers that were married to sisters and you had each, like all, all these four cases overlapped each other. No, it's four distinct cases. It's four separate cases. Va'id, and furthermore, Rabbi Shimon Paiter Ba'arba'asami Ba'ilei. It should have said that Rabbi Shimon holds Potter by all four cases. What did it say by Rabbi Shimon? Shimon Paiter Be'ishtehem. So very clearly, very clearly, we're not dealing with a scenario that Rava wanted to explain of where all four cases are overlapping. Rather, 
it's, uh, each case is really standing on its own. Now, if that's the case, what the Gemara is challenging Rabbah with is as follows. It says, Rishim and Paiter, Bishtehem. Shtehem does not mean Shania. It does not mean second one. It means both. Both meaning mother, daughter, sister, sister. It doesn't mean that, see, Rabbah's, Rabbah's understanding that if you have two, you, you have doubled up Arias according to Rabbah. Rabbah wants to learn, like, Ruvain is married to Rachel, who's also, you know, and, Sh- and Shimon's married to Leah. Okay, so they're sisters. Grada, they each have another wife, by the way, as well. And Ruvain's second wife happened to be the mother of Shimon's either first or second wife as well. Okay, now it can't be the first wife because they were sisters, then you have that other problem. But you can have Ruvain's married to Yechever, and uh, Shimon's married to Miriam. Two brothers can marry two daughters, and they keep overlapping. So now you're going to have multiple Arias falling to Levi at the same time. That's how Rubble wanted to, wanted to explain this, to which the Gemara is challenging and bringing two proofs. Obviously, that's not what we're dealing with, besides for the fact that the word Shtehem means both wives. It doesn't mean Shnia, the second set. And we also learned in You're not allowed to take a woman besides for her sister to make them tzoros. Which means that's when they become tzoros, meaning they're married to the same guy. Then you're not allowed to have a lekicha, you're not allowed to have a taking even with one of them. So you see that. Um, both sisters, mother, daughter, grandmother, granddaughter, they're all not going to have Yibum or Chalitza. So now we're back to our question. We're back to step number one. And that is, if you're going to tell me that according to Reb Shimon, Zika means, your yes, Zika means your mamish have a full-fledged relationship. I don't understand. Again, these brothers are not dying the same minute. So as soon as one brother dies... There's an immediate yibum obligation. And if you say Yezika's mamish like a full-fledged zach, so now this, when the second wife falls to him, there's no yibum or chalitza. She's an arayis of somebody who fell to you in yibum. Alam Ravashi, Sarada Ravashi says, You're right, no, we're agreeing. If we're dealing with, they didn't fall at the same exact second, so then, you know what? You're going to do Yibam on one. She fell to you first. Levi is going to do Yibam on Ruvain's wife, let's say, because Ruvain died first. Shimon died a minute later. No Yibam, no Chalitza, because they're sisters. You're a sister to my uh, Yibamu. Can't do that. But says Gemara, you know what the case is? Get ready for this. Yeah? One in a million. One in a billion. Dinofo Babasachas. Mamish, yeah, both brothers die at the exact same moment. Memela, guess what happens? None of them have Kadima over the other. None of them come before the other. And it's going to come out that, according to Reb Shimon, you're putter from Yibam and Chalitza because they both have a problem. Reb Shimon, you could be and come at exact same time. Tzamtim, guess what happened? As soon as my Yavam number one fell to me, guess what? There was a problem because her sister also fell to me at the exact same time, so it never kicked in. Nothing ever clicked. Boom. There was no Yibam, no Chalitza. And, and I, could, could, I could completely walk away from this situation. Okay. Rav Papa Amar. Here we go. Rav Papa Amar, Rav Papa says, I'll give you another um, uh, understanding into Reb Shimon's reason as to why you could do Yibam or Chalitza when Levi's born after uh, Reuven did the, you know, got, got married to the widow. Papa Ramba says, The Mishnah is talking about a case where the brother who was alive did Yibam and then Levi was born. There, Pollock Reb Shimon. That's where Reb Shimon says, Levi can marry the wife of Reuven, who originally was the, you know, was the wife of Shimon. However, where if Levi was born before Reuven did the Yibam, 
So then, Leipolik, he agrees that Levi cannot because she is and both cases of the Mishnah are really need to teach me the Chiddush of the Rabbanon that, it's, that we're machmir the Seifa is a layzu avzu of the Reisha just adding on to the statement of the Reisha okay Tanik of Papa we have a Brisa supporting Rav Papa. What was Rav Papa's thing? Very straightforward. Rav Papa really is very, very straightforward and very Svaradik. And that is, listen, says Rav Shimon, if Shimon dies, Levi's not born yet. Ruvain does Yibam on Shimon's wife. And then Levi's born. And Ruvain dies. Svara says Levi should do Yibam on her. I originally she's you know if you look at Shimon's marriage she's alright but the time Levi came into the world she was already Ruvain's wife so now that Ruvain dies she just falls to him as a yavam but if Levi was born before anybody did Yibam okay so she still had a status of a yavama so she's makes sense says Gemara let's try to prove this from a Bryce this Bryce not only is going to be a proof to Rav Papa, that Rav Shimon's only makel when Levi's born uh, after, and it's going to end up being an upslog on Rav Aishia. Here's what happens. Here's what the Bryson says. If you have two brothers in the same world, and one, one of the brothers dies, no children. Another brother stands up and he does mimer on his, on his brother's wife, on his brother's widow, he wanted to. Now this is interesting. Look at these words. We're going to focus on this soon. On, we're going to get to this. It says, Shimon died childless. Reuven wanted to do mimer. He didn't. He wanted to. Now, usually, wanted doesn't do much for you. I wanted to. I was going to. I could have. Right? In life, it doesn't work like that. So, he wanted. However, he wasn't able to accomplish Mimer until a third brother, Levi, was born, Umes, and then Ruvain dies. So Shimon dies, again, let's get the story. Shimon dies childless. Ruvain wants very much to do Mimer. He wasn't able to. And he dies. I'm sorry, he wasn't able to. Levi's born. And then Shimon dies. Levi's born before Shimon died. Okay. So, what do we have now? We have now a widow from Shimon who also, the, the brother who was alive, wanted to do Maimir on her. So, she's going to go out. There's no Yim on her. She's a Zachar Shalei to Levi. Um, beautiful. Um, and if there's a second wife to Reuven, so then we say, listen, so Levi either does Yibum or Chalitza. You could be me Avamer if you want. Okay, now why? Why that Yibum? Because again, Levi was alive and walking planet Earth at the same time as Reuven. So as far as Reuven's wife, full fledged wife, there's Yibam. So this lady has to get a little bit older. And he'll do Yibam on her. Okay. Gvaldik. Asuba Mimer. What happens if Reuven didn't just want to do Mimer before he kicked the bucket? He actually did Mimer on Shimon's widow. And then Levi's born after the Mimer. Now remember, Mimer is your married Midrabonan. Midaraisi, you're not married yet. So now, Shimon dies, he leaves behind the widow. Ruvain does Mimer, Midrabonan, a marriage on, Ruve, on, on Shimon's widow, and Levi's born. Or Levi's born before Mimer was done. Vames, and then brother number two dies, Levi dies. Uh, Ruvain dies. Harishainas, the original widow. She's going to go out because to Levi, she's Eishu Zachar Shalei Ba'ilamai. Ushnia, what about the second wife? So her, Chayletzes Vlaim Mesiyav Emes. 
you cannot do Yibam, you need to do Chalitza. Why? Dinder Rabbanon, listen to this, very, very logical, but here's the catch, here's the layer here. You can't do Yibam on, Ru- Levi cannot do Yibam for Ruvain's wife, because since Ruvain did Mimer on Shimon's wife, so he's rabbinically married to Shimon's wife, and Shimon's wife is Midaraisa Usser to Levi, because Shimon, Shimon never walked the planet with Levi. So, since Ruvain had a Rabbanandika marriage on the woman who's forbidden to Levi, so Ruvain's other wife, also you just do Yib, you just do Chalitza, not Yibam. Because there was a rabbinic relationship between the two. Okay. Now, top of Yutesamad Bez, Shemenayim Reb Shimon says, Biyasa ay Chalitza shal achas mehem peteres Reb Shimon says, you know what? If you do, if you have Bia, or you do Chalitza on... Either one, Paiteras Tsarasa, which seems to imply full like a regular case of Ibum. Like they're both Reuven's wives. And what happens when two women fall to you in Ibum? You do Yibam on one, okay. Or Khalitza on one, the other one's out the window. Khalatz Lebaal Maimer. If um if Levi does Khalitza on Shimon's original widow. Then the tzara is not potter. You know why? Because all you did was remove yourself from a derabon and dika thing, not a deraisa dika thing. Okay. What about kansa umes? What about the next case? Ready? The, so far we have two cases. Follow along. Shimon died. Case number one, Reuven wanted to do mimer. Case number two, Reuven did mimer. Case number three, Reuven does yibum. He marries her. Kansa, he brought her in, and then Ruvain dies, and then Umes. And then Levi's born. Well, or even if, and this is less of a Chiddush, Levi's born before Ruvain dies, okay. Umes, and then, and then brother number two dies, Ruvain dies. They're both off the hook from Chalitza and Ibum. You know why? Because there's a full-fledged marriage. This is even, okay, this is even, uh, getting, getting to the Kishkas the Brisa here. Remember, we're going to assume that since Yibum was done, a full-fledged marriage on the Yava, uh, by, by Reuven, by brother number two, on Shimon's widow, when they fall to Levi at the same time from Reuven's death, they're both potter from Chalitza and Ibum because one of them is Aishas Achshay Since she's an Arias, her tzara also is not going to fall to him in Ibum. Okay, so that's case number three. Again, wanted to do Mimer, did Mimer, married her. Next case. What happens? First, Ruvain marries the Almana, and then Levi's born. And then brother number two dies, Reuven dies. So now, again, two women falling to Levi. They're both potter from Chalitza and Yibum. Okay. According to Rav Meir. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says, and here's going to be, follow, we're, we're in Rav Shimon's words here. So this is what we've been focusing on. Rav Shimon says, Hayil Uba. Since Levi was already in the world, since he had come, Umatza Beheter, and when he was born, guess what happened? Reuven had already married Shimon's widow. So now, when at the time Levi was born into the world, all he knew was one brother with two wives. She never had a moment of Aishas Achshay Hayobay Lamai. Because she was already married. Reb Shimon says, you can do Yibum on either one. They're now both considered Yavamas falling straight from Ruvain. You could do Yibum or you could do Chalitza. Okay, now, this case, Bava means case, this case in the Seifa. Okay, where? Again, what happened was, Levi first walks into the world only thing he knows is that Reuven's got two wives. He doesn't know about the history. He doesn't know that originally one of the wives, eh, 
She, she wasn't Yavama at the time that that lady is born. She's already taken. Okay. Leman Kotonila. Why are we mentioning this last case? Either mother of Meir Kotonila. They're going to tell me it's a Chiddush of Meir. No. It's not a Chiddush because remember, that's going to be similar to case number three. Mechti, let's see. Leishani Leila of Meir. Ben Yibim Bakach Noila. Ben Leila Bakach Yibim. Uh, we said there's no difference exactly when Levi is born. He says either way, Levi is going to be also to do Yibam. La'arvinu, uh, so La'arvinu, should we say to be Me'urav? Should we say to mix it all together? V'lasninu, and teach the whole Mishnah, like there's a whole Machlaikas, Rav Meir and Rav Shimon throughout the whole Mishnah? No. Elalav Rav Shimon. Rather, the whole Chiddush is here to teach me Reb Shimon, and it's letting us know that Reb Shimon only argues on all these cases. Ready? Remember, we had four cases? Reb Shimon's only arguing in the fourth case. And the case is when Reuven had already done Yibam, and then Levi's born, that's where Reb Shimon says, oh, he could do Yibam or he could do Chalitza. However, if Levi was born before Reuven did Yibam on Shimon's widow, he agrees that if Reuven dies later, Levi will not be allowed to do Yibam on this woman because she's considered We have a Gutaraya that the Machlaikas between Reb Shimon and Reb Meir is specific to the last case. Gavaldik. Okay. Fine. Now, we can take a little bit of a breath. And we're going to shift gears, stay on the topic. But remember, we just learned four cases in the Brisa. So we're going to shift gears a little bit from trying to prove, you know, Reb Shimon's opinion and all that. And we're just going to delve into these cases of the Brisa. Once we mention the four cases of the Brisa, we're going to try to, you know, uh, establish some clarity um, in, as to uh, each scenario. So here we go. Amar Mar. Amar Mar. We're now about a third of the way down on Yud Tesselman base. Amar Mar, the Tanatoras. Amar Hasheni, the second brother, who in our case we've been calling the second brother Ruvain, because we're just staying consistent with Shimon being the dead guy. Shimon's the guy who dies first in all our cases. So Amar Hasheni, the second brother, we're going to name him Ruvain, got up, Lasai Smimer. He wanted to do Mimer B'yavimtai for his Yavama. Vilei Hispik, he wasn't able. Last place, Mimer B'yavimtai, he wasn't able to. Right? That was case number one. And he wanted to, but then what happened was he wasn't able to, and then Levi is born, and then Ruvain dies. So what did we say in the Brisa? Rishaina, the woman who now was... Shimon's widow and the you know lady who Ruvain wanted want to do Maimer too. So she's not gonna fall in Yibum to Ruvain, to, to Levi, she's not gonna fall in Yibum. Ushnia, and if Ruvain had a different wife, so Levi could do Yibmur Khalids on her. Right? Because she's falling to him just for she's the only lady falling to him from Ruvain. Says the Gemara, the question that we noticed as we read in the Brisa. When you want to do something, what does that accomplish? Gunisht. Doesn't, right? Doesn't, uh, it doesn't do much just because you want to do something. You can have a whole, <clears throat> a whole lesson in life here about, oh, when it comes to ruchnius, it's a, uh, right? Lamaisa, when the drunk bacher on Purim is saying, Rebbe, I want to learn. What's the answer? So go learn. So go learn. Tarot says, you don't really want to learn. You want... To want to learn. That's really what we want. Because if we really wanted to learn, we'd already be learning. Okay. But that's a vart on, uh, that's a vart on Purim. Getting back to uh, this idea of wanting to do something. So I've shared previously from uh, Rabbi Pesach Kron. He says over that uh, when he, uh, we shared this incident. But it's kishmak to uh, repeat and establish for today's daf. That when he was in his young 20s, I believe, he was a yasum and... And uh, that's when he wrote his book on Brismila. He put out a, he published a book through Art Scroll on Brismila, and he published it to help support his uh, his mother and the family for Parnassa. And as soon after the, as soon as the book on Brismila came out, he got a phone call from an older male who said, "Pesach, you ruined me." It's a young guy, a nice guy. You try to what I do wrong. So the male says, "I was, 
I was going to write a book on Brismila, but now that you published one through art school, nobody needs my book, and you ruined, you know, uh, you, uh, you ruined it for me. He said he felt terrible, mamish terrible. He was beside himself. He, he didn't mean to hurt anybody, you know. So he went to his mother. He said, Ma, what should I do? What should I do? His mother says, Pesach, he couldn't write the book. He wouldn't have written the book. He didn't write the book. You wrote the book. Move on. There's a lot of things in life we were going to do, we should have done. I was thinking about it. I had the idea. A lot of good ideas. Whoever does it, gets it. That's it. If, if you keep thinking about something for too long, what does it do? Says the Gemara, you wanted to do mimer? So, very nice. My omad. What does it mean? He, he got up to do mimer. Umalai hispik. It says he got up to do mimer, but he wasn't, he wasn't hispik. Right? He wasn't hispik. Hispik means like he wasn't, something, it seems to imply something came up that stood in his way, which made it, which made it impossible. What do these words mean? It says Gemara, Iavad avad, if he did mimer, good. Viloyavad loyavad. If he didn't do mimer, you didn't. Says the Gemara, Ella, rather, you know what it means? Fascinating. A few fascinating halachas. Omad midaita. Ruven got up to do mimer on Shimon's widow, midaita. She agreed. Viloyhispik midaita. However, he wasn't able to follow through. With her das, Ella al He says, "You want to do mimer?" She says, "Yeah." And then he he hands her over the money. She's like, "Nah, I don't want it. I don't want it." At the time it came to do mimer, she says, "My das is not here." What's the status? Guess what happens? The Bryce is talking to me a chiddush, and that is, there's no mimer. No mimer. She's not connected to Ruven. Udulai By the way. If we're going to say that you can't do mimer balkarchai, balkarcha, it's not like Rebbe's opinion, because Rebbe actually holds you could. The tiny mimer a person who, who forces mimer, he puts it in her hand, he says, hey, this is mimer. She's like, what are you doing? He says, no, no, no. Rebbe, Rebbe says, you talk acquired her rights. The say, you don't. Now, this next few steps of Gemara. Is Mamish going to start to clarify for us the confusion that we have? Well, I should say confusion, the lack of clarity that we have between Zika, Mimer, and marriage. What exactly is everything? So let's see. My time with Rebbe, why does Rebbe say, if I stick money into her hand and I establish Mimer, even if she's like, I, I never agreed to that, it's still a Kenyan. Gamar Bibia Diavama. He learns it out from Bia of Yavama. Now remember, we learned from Yavama Yavayaleha on Davches that you could do, that if a person does Bia Balkarcha, not that you can, we're not saying that a person should do this or, or you're not wrong for doing this, but if a person has Bia Balkarcha of Yavama, Lamaisa, you, you acquire her, Lahalacha. Okay? So Gamar. He's Gamar, why, why does Mimer work? Gamar may be a Divama. He learns it out from Bia, Vivama, Mao Bia, Divama, Balkarche. Just like if there would be Yibum between the Yavam and the if there would be Bia between the Yavam and the Yavama, and it was against her will, it would be an acquisition. Af Kedushin, the Yavama, Balkarche. So too, the Kedushin, in quotations, the Mimer, the acquisition, the financial handing over, can also be done against her will. We're comparing Mimer more to Abiyah, to Yibam. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say, Gamri Kedushin Alma. No, Mimer is money. Guess what money reminds us of? A regular marriage. Because Yibam, you can only acquire really with Bia. So when we're dealing with the transaction, that's more connected to a regular marriage than it is, than it is Yibam. And Ma Kedushin Da Alma Midaita, just like if you walk over to a woman and you put money in her hand, you're like, ah, I'm married to you. And she says, no, you're not, but thanks for the money. You're not married. She doesn't agree to it. You're not married. So too, when handing money over to Yavama, and you, you need her das. Okay? So that's why Rebbe says you are kaina, because it's more connected to the B of Yavama, and the Rabbana say you're not kaina, because it's more connected to Kedushin. Now, but my commitment, what's the machlekes here? Marsavar, one holds, mili di Yavama, mili di Yavama, half of the male, if it makes more sense to learn, 
uh, halacha that applies to Yibam from something that applies to Yibam. Mimer from Bia. Okay. That, that's uh, the pin of Rebbe. So it could be Dambal Karcha. Umar Sover, the Rabbanon hold. Mili de Kedusha, Mili de Kedusha, Transactions of money, when it comes to relationships, are more connected to transactions of money that comes to relationships. Okay. Also, Bamimer. So that all, that, that, that now clarifies for us, by the way, beautifully, what the first case really was. The first case of the Brysa was, he gets up, he wants to do Mimer, but he wasn't able to ultimately, uh, what did you do? Nothing. Terence says, no, Hitaka did something. He got her agreement initially, and then when it, to do, to do Mimer, then when it came time to hand over the money, she retracted. So we talk of Paskin over there, it's nothing, according to the Rabbanan. Okay, and that arguing on Rebbe. That, that clarifies that part of the embarrassment. Now, also by Mimer, let's say if he got, if he Taka got up and did Mimer, and then lady's born after the Mimer, or if, or if, Levi was born, and then he did Mimer, Umeis, and then the second brother, Ruvain, dies. He said, this was the Brysa. So the original Almana is going to go out because of Esau, she's not related to Levi, she's an, she's an Arayistim. Ushnia, and the other wife of, of Ruvain, he has to do Chalitza and not Yibam. Shimon says, no, he do Yibam or Chalitza on either one, the tzara, the other wife, uh, goes out. Meaning, um, uh, Shimon, not, not Shimon, I'm sorry, Levi, the third brother, is going to do Yibum or Chalitza on Reuven's regular wife, and that removes the entire thing. Says the Gemara, Reb Shimon Ahai Koi. What is Reb Shimon talking about over here? What is he, what is he focused on? That's what, really what the question is. Ahai means on what? But what's Reb Shimon basing his idea, his halacha off of? If you're talking about a case where the brother was born, Levi was born, and then brother number two, Ruvain did Mimer, and Levi's already in the world. So keep in mind, the original widow is a, it had the status of Yavama when Levi's born. So she, there is an issue of Isha Sachib, Ha'amrit, but you said, You told me when he's born and then the Yibam's done, every Rav Shimon will agree that she doesn't fall to him in Yibam. So that can be where Rav Shimon's arguing. Gavaldik. Ella, rather, the case has to be where Mimer was done before Levi was born. And then Levi was born. So what happens over there? Chalatz lebalas Mimer. If if Chalitza uh, by Levi, now this has to be Levi, because again, Shimon's the first guy to die, and Reuven's second guy to die. As far as we know right now, Levi's the only brother around, the, the one who was born later. So, Chalatz, if Levi does Chalitza, Lebalas Mimer, to the original widow, the lady who was Shimon's widow, and Reuven did Mimer too, so Lai Niftaratzarasa, the regular wife of Reuven is not Potter. She's not Potter because she has a whole separate uh, status that needs to be reckoned with. My time, huh? Because the, the wife of Reuven is certainly falling in Yibum, Ubalas Maimer Suffolk. And the Suffolk, we don't know. You know why? Because again, she's Asha Sachiv Shahir Bailami. I but Mimer was done by Reuven, so it kind of connected her to him. Now, if she's connected to Reuven, so that maybe there is a relationship now with Levi. So we say, you got to separate from Reuven. And a Suffolk cannot remove a Vadai obligation, and therefore, um, you're certainly going to have to do some sort of action to Yibam. Uh, you're not going to be allowed to do Yibam, so you're going to have to do Chalitza on Reuven's wife. Okay. Gewaldig. Yosef Reb Menashe Barzvid Kamei de Ravuna. Reb Menashe Barzvid was sitting in front of Ravuna, the Yosef Omar, and he was sitting and he was saying, ah, this is what we talk about when we're sitting around and schmoozing. My time de Rav Shimon, what is the logic for Rav Shimon? Why is Rav Shimon lenient again back in our Mishnah on Dav Yurcha Sombat Beis? Why is Rav Shimon Mekel? And he says that if Levi's born, and then the original wife of Shimon falls to Levi through Ruvain, he could do Yibam on her. Why? Isn't she Aisha Zavar Zoy by Lamay to Levi? Says the Gemara, one second. My time with Rabbi Shimon, have you learned 
the, have you learned today's daf? You want to know what Rabbi Shimon's reason, why he's lenient and allows this original widow of, of, of Shimon, why, why, why she's permitted to levy? Kedomar Taima. We explained. Hayaluba, since at the time that Levi came into the world, Umatzah Beheter, she was Reuven's regular wife. Didn't matter to him that she was original widow from a different brother. But when he came into the world, she's Reuven's wife. And there was never a prohibition of that's why it's permitted. So, um, you know, Rav Benash is sitting in front of Rav trying to make a conversation. Ask a good kasha. There's not a good kasha. Learn that your test. So Gemara says, okay. So therefore, really, what we want to know is, Rav Shimon's logic holds so much weight that what's the reason for the Rabbanon who say that if Levi's born, and at the time that Levi's born, Reuven already had both wives, why are the Rabbanon makbid? And why do they say that she keeps her status, her original status of if at the time Levi was born, there was never a Shasisser? They never had that name. Gavaldik. Says the Gemara, Amar Kra, because the Pusik says, He takes her, this is by Yibam, he takes her as a wife and does Yibam. What does it mean he takes her as a wife and does Yibam? Fascinating. The Pusik of Yibam is letting me know that even when you marry somebody, look at the look at the look at the how the pasuk is structured. You take her leisha. What does that mean? As a wife, the yivma, and there's still yibum. One second, this pasuk is beautiful. Even after I marry her, there's still the name yivama there. Which means here's the lumdas. Shimon dies. Reuven does yibum on Shimon's wife. Guess what? This woman is retains her name Yavama Teruvain. She's a wife, but she's still called Vyivma. So now when Levi's born, you're right, there was no Shas Isser, but if she still has the name Yavama as Reuven's wife, that means that somehow she's connected to the original marriage, Ayve, but that brother wasn't didn't walk planet Earth with Levi, so we still have our problem. That's the reason for the Rabbana. Why? Because of the structure of this Pasuk. Says the Gemara, one second. We'll just read this to get us to, to uh, uh, tomorrow's daf. We'll learn this to get to tomorrow's daf. We'll restart from this kasha tomorrow. But this time we learned in the Mishnah, if a Yava marries Yavama, she's a full-fledged wife. What does mean a full-fledged wife? Top of tomorrow's daf. This teaches me Shemagar Shabaget. If Reuben ever wants to get rid of this original Yavama, you can't do Khalid. You got to give her a full fledged get. Umachzira, and you take her back uh, uh, as a regular marriage. You can't just do Yibum on her again. If you take a Yavama, you marry her, and then you divorce her, you could take her back in the way of Yibum? No. You got to marry her as a regular marriage. You make a Chasna and a Chupa and a Gan Sezach, right? The Ksuba, everything. You go, you go all out. Hasamnami, uh, Lema, there as well. We should say, one second. Why is that true? The Yivma. It says she's still your Yivama. Even once you're married, she still has her status of her original Yibum. So you should need Chalitza on her. Listen to this. According to you, that even after Ruvain marries, his, marries the Yivama, she's full-fledged. She's still called Yivama. Why are you allowing her to leave it again? If he ever wants to end the marriage, it should always be a chalitza because she still has the status of Yavama. Make up your mind. Is she Ruvain's wife or is she Ruvain's Yavama? According to the Rabban. We'll hold it here. Bez Hashem. We'll pick up. We'll be, uh, restart again from this kasha at the bottom of Yud Tesemur Beis. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. We'll see you at 9.30 a.m. tomorrow.